0: Are you amazed? I am. I am Peter, and I greet you as I did all my people that I wrote a letter to. Grace and peace from God be yours in abundance. Okay, I had some personal experiences with Jesus that certainly made me amazed. I heard him teach with such authority, it was amazing. And I saw his miracles, whether it was casting out demons or, or healing the lame or, or feeding 5,000 or, or calming the forces of nature, even raising people from the dead. I was amazed. But I was also amazed at him, his compassion, his knowledge and, and wisdom and understanding, his humbleness. And and that love, a love for every person, no matter who they were. I was amazed. But there was one event in particular in Jesus' life that I remember that really amazed me. It happened just before his suffering and dying and rising. And that is what you call his transfiguration. I simply say it was seeing his glory. It had been a real busy time for us and, well, I guess it was always busy with Jesus. (laughs) We were always going here and going there. He was always doing this and doing that. People all around. There was always something to do. We were just really busy. But then I think you know what that's like, being busy, especially around here. Well, You can't help it, right? When you know who Jesus is and what he has done, you just can't help but being busy and praising him and serving him and, and... and sharing him with others. But we were so busy that uh, I have to admit that we disciples were pretty tired out, and as good Dr. Luke reported, uh, yeah, we fell asleep on him. I know what you're thinking. What? What? How could you fall asleep when something so amazing was going on? Jesus was transfigured. His appearance changed so it was bright and and shining like lightning. And you're sleeping? Well, we did see it. We saw his brilliance in his appearance. That's because that was God. God. His divine nature was shining through that that humble shell now. He really is. God, we saw it. And then we saw something else amazing. Next to Jesus are Moses and Elijah, those two Old Testament great leaders who are now come down from heaven. And here they are right before us, and and they're talking with Jesus uh, about stuff that was going to go on in, in Jerusalem. Well, fortunately, the, the Holy Spirit uh, woke us up and, and we saw it. We heard it. And I have to tell you, this was no dream. This is something we didn't just make up in our imagination. This was real. And that's what I tell my people. We aren't following cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. When he received that honor and glory from God the Father, we were there on that sacred mountain. We saw it. It was real. But <laughs> we did fall asleep at first. I guess we all have those times, don't we, and those tendencies to kind of fall asleep, even if something important is going on, even if it's something that has to do with God. I know how easy it is it can happen. Our our minds can kind of just drift away, maybe because we're tired. Maybe it's because we have so much else going on and, and we're just focused on those things that we're just not really paying attention. But sometimes I know it happens purposely. That is, we just say... I'm not going to go to listen to God today. We think there's something more important that we have to do, or there's something more important to be heard. Or, or maybe it's just um, we don't want to hear what God has to say to us. Maybe it's going to make us feel a, a little uncomfortable. And we'd rather not do that and rather not have to change. And so we kind of say it's, it's okay to fall asleep on God. Well, there's something that this transfiguration experience taught me. And that's this. Wake up. Because Jesus is doing something. And you don't want to miss it. I'm glad I woke up. Think of what I would have missed. Seeing Jesus in his glory. I mean, here is is my friend, my companion, my teacher. And now I really see who he is. The Son of God, God, who came into this world to be with me, to walk with me, to talk with me, to help me, to love me, even when I fall asleep on him. And boy, I did that a few times. Even when I should have been there to help him in the Garden of Gethsemane, huh. I took a nap. But he forgives. So, my message to you, my friends, is wake up, because Jesus is doing something, and you don't want to miss it. That's what I write to my people. I tell them, we have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, as if Jesus were there, shining out in his brilliance before you, until that day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Let me tell you, that, that day of transfiguration, that, that was a day of dawning, a day of awakening for us, because we saw Jesus for who he really is. But I know that that morning star rises in your hearts too, Jesus. He does that in amazing ways. Just through His Word to you. And then in an amazing way in, in the Lord's Supper where He gives us the actual, His actual body and blood. Oh, that's amazing. We just need to pay attention. Wake up. And, and in fact, as you go through your day, just look around. And see how Jesus is working in your day. Whether it's a good day or a tough day, no matter what's going on, Jesus is there. And he's working through all things. So don't doubt. Don't be afraid. Jesus is there with you. Stay alert. You know, our enemy, Satan, wants us to forget about God. The world around us is not convinced in doubts. And then we have our own sinful nature that wonders too. Just wake up and look so you don't miss what Jesus is doing. But that transfiguration event, well, that taught me something else. And that's listen up. Because God has something important to say. And boy, did he say it that day. Because as we were there and saw Jesus transfigured, we heard the voice of the Father from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, whom I love. With Him I am well pleased. We heard that voice ourselves. It came from heaven as we were there on that mountain. That voice made it very plain. Jesus, our friend, is God's Son. Come here to be with us. And and then, of course, there was even more, right? Elijah and Moses are there. And they're talking with Jesus about all the things that would have to be brought to fulfillment in the days ahead in Jerusalem. I didn't quite get it at that time. I guess I'm kind of a slow learner. But... He was talking, they were talking about why Jesus came in the first place, and that was to save us. Oh, I I heard it before, but I just had a hard time getting my head wrapped around it. What did all that mean? Well, I stand in, in pretty good company because, as I write to my people, concerning our salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you, searched intently and with the greatest of care, trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would come. Well, if they had a hard time understanding, I guess I can have a hard time too, right? That's why God wants us to listen and listen carefully, because... All of this has been revealed to them for us. It was revealed to them. They weren't serving themselves. They were serving us. When they spoke of the things that have now been told to you by those who have preached the gospel to you, by the Holy Spirit who was sent from heaven, we've got the message. In fact, even the angels long to look into it. Listen. Yeah, it was about the sufferings of Jesus. I, I heard Jesus talk about that before, that he would suffer at the hands of our spiritual leaders, and that he would die and rise again. But I, just, I just couldn't put it together. I just couldn't figure that out. I mean, he was so amazing with his power and with his love. Why would anybody do that? How could they possibly get away with it? But that's exactly what they were talking about. And it's something for us. It's important for us to hear it because you know that it's not with perishable things like silver or gold that you were redeemed from that empty way of life that was handed down to you from your ancestors. But you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb who was out without blemish or defect. He was perfect. He was chosen before the creation of the world. Now he's been revealed to us in these last days. That's what they were talking about. Our salvation. And God tells us that through him, we come to believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. So now our faith and our hope is in God. Listen. God has something important to say. It's all about our salvation. This was his son. And God did fully love him and was pleased with him because he committed no sin, just like Isaiah said. And there was no deceit in his mouth. And I heard that. When they were hurling their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats against them. Instead, he entrusted himself to God, who judges justly. It was, like Isaiah said, he himself bore our sins in his body on that cross so that we might die and now live for righteousness. You see, by his wounds, we have been healed. For we were like sheep we went astray from God. But now we've returned to the shepherd and overseer of our souls. That's what this transfiguration was all about. Yes, to see that glory of Jesus, he is God. But then, to keep in mind this, he came to suffer and die for us. Listen, God has something important to say. You're going to have the opportunity to hear that in the next few weeks now that you're here at at Lent. It's a time for us to focus on the sufferings and dying of Jesus. And for this very reason, so that we keep putting our faith and our hope in God. Because without Him, there is no hope. But in Him, we have the assurance that those sins that have separated us from Him have been taken away, and we are restored again to a loving relationship with God. That's important to hear. Listen up. Transfiguration of Jesus. What an amazing event. To see that glory. And you can see it too, because it is real. Just look up. And see who Jesus really is. Your Lord, who rules over everything for you. And who is your Savior, who gave his life, who took it up again for you. And when you look up and see that, then just rely on him. Look, at I know we all get real busy with things. We've got our jobs, we've got family We have various activities that we like to do because they're fun, or maybe we have a sense of commitment or responsibility to them. We know that they're important. That's why we do those things, and that's fine. But I remember what Jesus said to us once where a person's treasure is, there his heart will be too. So, where is your heart? Don't let all those things you get involved with take you away from Jesus. That's why I write to my people, in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Put Him first. Realize that without Him there really is no life. And then, remember, He's coming. He's coming again. And that end is near. So be alert. Know how our enemy Satan and how this world are just trying to take us away from God and we so easily give in because of that sin nature. But understand this. He's got his hands on us. Hands that were pierced to save us. And so be of sober mind so that you can pray. Because it's Jesus that we need. It's Jesus who gives us real life. So pray. Pray that he keep you firmly in his hands. And he will. But just don't fall away. And so I give you this encouragement, my friends. With minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. And then you too will be amazed and forever. Amen.